0: Hey everybody, I'm Nick Davis. Welcome to Simply Not Easy, the podcast about simple action steps to improve the journey of your life, as I work to improve the journey of my own. Hey, what's going on everybody? Welcome back to Simply Not Easy. Hope you're all having a great day out there today. Muscle Monday, when we took out anatomy, take a look at anatomy, and well, Applied anatomy, even more important stuff, right? It's one thing to memorize the facts for where the body is and its physiology. It's another thing to put it into a complex map within our minds to understand it, integrate it into its ebbing and flows, the yin, the yang, to understand how this whole, how all these little components make up the whole. But then you take it to the next level, right? You've got to apply it more than just a concept map what do we do with this knowledge we have is just fun trivia and for some people for their careers or for whatever they want that might be enough right oh you know i can i can name this thing and you know that's so humorous because i'm so funny blah 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 arm bone or we gotta find something to do with it and you know there are many different methods of this sometimes people learn these detailed anatomy first uh, then they go to figure out how to apply it. That's more of kind of the Western system of understanding the world. Now, there's also the Eastern. And by Eastern, I'm specifically talking more Australian approach here, where they often look at it from more a experiential and experimental route. And after that, then they look at the individual parts. Once they have this background knowledge of experience behind them to be able to carry it forward. There's not necessarily a right way, but there are probably a lot of wrong ways of doing it, but anyway, the topic for today is talking about disassociation, to disassociate, and this is important. This is, hey, can I move one body part, one segment without having to automatically be obligated to move the next? It's can this joint, can this motion segment move in the way it's supposed to and meant to move? This is also in the bodybuilding world when they talk about isolating a muscle, a joint, you say, hey, let me use just that function or primarily use that function more than anything else. In contrast to sometimes our bigger, more functional lifts. right? It's some of that accessory bodybuilding work of let me tap deep into this muscle and get a good understanding and awareness of where exactly that is with my body, within the schema of how I understand movement and really get deep down into that. But it's so much more than that too. This isn't just muscles and movement in isolation. These are expressions of through functional movement, through many different varieties and lenses of movement. So this is in when you're walking, right? It's not just everything else in the body is stationary and you're straightening your net leg. No, this is when I'm walking, can I push off? Can I use my glute? And can I do that without excessively co-contracting? So do I even have the range that like, I can of use it to truly disassociate, right? We have to have an understanding of our body, our deep body awareness. And you know, that comes from one, having mobility to go through that as a prerequisite. But then two, afterwards, can I go through the process of having better kind of motor control? Of having better awareness, understanding, and execution over my body. And this takes a lot of practice, right? I mean, can I activate my lower trap without having an excessive over dominance of my upper trap? And that's a legit question, right? It's, can I, can I not? Actually, for me, one side is slightly easier than the other, and it's something that, you know, keep working on. Can I control my pelvic stability, whether it's a anterior, posterior, pelvic tilt, in a functional Squat position in a hip hinge deadlift position, and walking and gait. So, do I have the lumbo-pelvic control? Do I have the scapulohumeral humeral control? Right, all these different things. Can I move one part without necessarily automatically being obligated to move the other? It doesn't mean they shouldn't move together, but it means that we should have control over these, so that we don't always move in predictable patterns. So We don't always move in ways that are isolated or that are fused together for these two areas, right? Every single time that I straighten my knee, I shouldn't necessarily go into a lumbar flexion, right? But if I'm not, if I don't have that motor control, if I don't have that stability, that's where it comes from. So, so often when we look at movement, this really boils down from a simplistic standpoint to what's the desire, what's the goal of the movement What part is being fixated or stabilizing and what part is moving, right? The fixated stabilizing is often more of a, either just proximal stability or more of a closed chain phenomenon. So closed chain or proximal stability, but then what part is moving? Open chain through air, through space, right? To understand that. And this is common for kind of big rotational patterns where we work with one side being the agonist being some kind of open chain motion while the antagonist being some type of closed chain motion doesn't always line up this way but we commonly see this throughout functional rotational patterns in the human body and so it's important to understand this but if we didn't disassociate we just get a ton of co-contractions which you might think oh yeah stronger better right say it ain't so stronger is not always better coordinated stronger always better or is usually better I should say sometimes people uh, misuse their strength for the wrong ways wrong reasons and contract far more than they have to and decrease efficiency that's a whole nother story so today control over that mind-body connection whatever fancy words you want to use for it can I control one body part without being obligated to automatically use another in a certain pattern, even for patterns that might be advantageous in the majority of your situations, right? Let's say it's good, right? Let's say it's like, hey, let me contract. Maybe I rest in a little bit of excessive lumbar lordosis. Maybe when I walk around, I think about, hey, let me contract my glutes, contract my core, just a little bit, keep myself engaged. Sure. But then does that lead into a pattern where I can't contract my core without my glutes or I can't contract my glutes without my core? And to a certain extent that might be seen as, yeah, that's a good thing that's rewiring. But there are also a few clinical situations where we might want to offload one of them at a time. You might want to just isolate temporarily. And so begin being obligated to isn't always the answer. I'm a huge fan of giving myself and giving everybody options, right? Narrowing options down, there's no benefit in that. So let's broaden our horizons Let's give yourself options going forward in the future. Options of movement, and how do we do this? We give ourselves options by having a stronger mind-body connection. All right, y'all. Just disassociate. It takes practice. It takes repetition, and it takes a ton of failure. It's okay if you're not good at this within a first week. That's normal, right? I mean, there are things that I'm still working out for myself for sure that have taken a long time. Some I've worked out better than others. But that's just me being human Alright y'all Get a better understanding of that body Simply Not easy